Hello, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM. Welcome to BQ&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Joseph Maticic, Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in, in South Australia. And I'll be your host for the program. Welcome to another week on Drive Time. This week we are continuing to explore the topic of steps to personal revival. And today's question is, how are spiritual problems solvable? To explore this, I'm pleased to welcome back Lindy Sperring. Lindy is the Prayer Ministries Coordinator for the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia and a speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministries. Welcome again, Lindy. Thank you, Joseph. Lovely to be here. And Lindy, we've uh, just come out of a weekend where you know, it's been Mother's Day, uh, Mother's Day weekend. Uh, how was your Mother's Day? It was very nice. My husband made us a beautiful brunch and took me for a drive, and I received calls and flowers from the children. So that was really lovely. Now you are uh, you you are a mother, obviously yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, number of children. I have two children. Yes. And you, you also have your own mum that's still alive, is that right? I do. My mum's 85 years old and lives in Victoria, so yes. So so what's it like being, uh, like, you have your own mum, but you're also a mum now. Um, what's that, what is that like? I think sometimes it's a bit tricky because you're thinking about all the things you want to do for your mum, and... You're also in a position where the children are thinking what they can do for you. So you're sort of caught in the middle a little bit. And it perhaps with the children growing up and leaving home, it, it comes back to the husband sometimes to, you know, what are we going to do on Mother's Day? And I've always said, I think it's good to mark the occasion and, and to have some little event just so that it, yeah. it just gives you a nice feeling. So think back to when you became mum for the first time. Yes. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. I can remember. <laughs> Tell us, how did that change you as a person? I think it was a shock to realise that there was somebody else that we needed to think about now. It wasn't just ourselves. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. had this tiny little helpless baby girl who couldn't do anything for herself. We we needed to do everything for her. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, you know, Lindy, think about it, I guess, from you know, from a biblical point of view. Uh, we, we often refer to God as our Heavenly Father. Yes. And and rightly so, and Scripture tells us that. Um, yet there are there are images uh, of God um, that, that are like a mother as well, aren't there? Absolutely, absolutely. Some of his nurturing ways and some of his creative powers, like the mother carries the baby, and so God created us, male and female, but we're a reflection of him in some yes, ways. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because, uh, yeah, you mentioned male and female, but both both are important, vitally important. In a home, uh, I heard it, it mentioned that uh, if a young person, if a child has their f- their father, uh, who's a, a committed Christian and you know attends church, that, that that child is more likely to to make a faith commitment themselves. But it's through the mother that they actually get the, uh, I guess, a, a, a real understanding of what what God is like, uh, what His qualities are like. So, 
Um, yeah, that's true. And I think the mother often has more of the time and the emotional nurturing and, and right. perhaps the glue that holds the family together. She initiates events and programs and, and teaching just by virtue of being a mother. And Jesus himself, when he was here on earth and you know, came as a babe, it was his mother that... Uh, uh, that, that, that nurtured and, and, and raised him as well. Absolutely, very significant person in in the life of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Thank thank you for sharing that. And you know, thinking about mothers, uh, I came across uh, came across this article, uh, Lindy, um, about um, the story in the United States where um, some of the Democrats there um, were quoted as um, using some interesting interesting phrases. Um, in, in what was their uh, House Oversight Committee. Um, they were, uh, it was a hearing on America's black maternal health crisis. Um, although Democrats and Republicans alike said the issue is serious, uh, the, the maternal mortality rate for black women is more than twice as high as it is for white women. And uh, and so there was this, I guess, this, this hearing that, that was that was held to, to discuss that issue there. Uh, but... Uh, in in the midst of that was this uh, statement made by by one of the Democrats who said this, and I quote: "How does one of the most medically advanced nations in the world continue to fail black birthing people at such high rates?" Did you pick that? It, it, it's actually uh, it's not even using the term mother. Uh, it, it said uh, uses the phrase birthing people. Yes, Joseph, I have read a little bit in the media about this this push from some perhaps smaller minority in in society towards changing language when we're describing male and female. Yeah, and it, like because it goes on here um to to say that the House Oversight Committee a website posted a 200-word announcement about the hearing that included phrases such as birthing people um uh, women, mother, and other gender-specific terms were not used. The announcement said that the hearing would examine the maternal mortality and morbidity crisis experienced by black birthing people in America. Uh, and then a- another statement, uh, again, they, they talked about health equity for black birthing people. So, you know, th- th- sort of repeating this, this, this phrase, um, uh, goes on and says, when we talk about birthing people, we're being inclusive. That, 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 that seemed to be the, that seemed to be the reason that they, um, that they use, use that phrase. So, Joseph, if we want to answer these type of questions and concerns, if we have concerns about it, then we probably need to look at what the Word of God says. And back in Genesis, God created us male and female. Yes, yes. And the mother is the one that carries the baby. The mother is the one that gives birth to the baby. Yeah. That's yeah. how God created us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Lindy. Um, when I found that article, um, I couldn't help but remember one that I read a little bit earlier about here in Australia. Um, let, let let me share this with us. It's the Australian National University in Canberra. Uh, the article urging staff to adopt gender inclusive parenting language, such as chest feeding and human milk. Uh, let me share a little bit from this news article. Australia's leading university has encouraged staff to use parent-inclusive language such as chest feeding instead of breastfeeding and human milk rather than mother's milk. 
Similarly, the terms mother and father should be replaced with gestational and non-gestational parent, according to the Australian National University's Gender Inclusive Handbook. Published last year by the Canberra University's Gender Institute, the handbook describes itself as a guide intended for any ANU student or staff member involved in teaching. It goes on and says it offers recommendations to uplift female and gender minority students. Uh, In a section about student parents, the handbook notes that while many students will identify as mothers and fathers, using these terms alone to describe parenthood excludes those who do not identify with gender gender binaries. Um, And then it cites a 2019 study uh, by a researcher who claimed that heterosexual and woman-focused lactation language can misgender, isolate, and harm transmasculine parents and non-heteronormative families. My goodness. Um, you know, I don't know what, what, what you think of all of this, Lindy. Look, let me just go on a little bit more. Just, just notice this. It says, when discussing childbirth, sorry, uh, it says, it is therefore recommended to use the terms breast or chest feeding and uh, human slash parents milk rather than breastfeeding and mother's milk to describe lactation. Um, and when discussing childbirth, use the term gestational or birthing parent uh, rather than uh, rather than mother and um, non gestational for instead of instead of using the term using the term father. Um, yeah, a little bit earlier there, it says that it's the idea the intent of this it seems to be is to uplift female and gender minority students. Now, female students. Now, you, you're a female. What what what's your reaction to this? It'd be interesting to know what our listeners are thinking, but I remember yeah. growing up as a, a young person in Melbourne and university students would often be out protesting about all sorts of different things. And then you'd meet some of these 20, 30 years on and their whole perspective had changed about life. They seemed to become more, I would say, balanced and realistic <laughs> because this, this in a sense can be offensive to uh, those of us who are mothers, those of us who are daughters, yeah. those of us who have a, a relationship, a marriage relationship between a man and a woman, this could be offensive to, to people. But again, Joseph, I always want to go back and see what the word says. Sure. And sure. while different language can be used for different situations, I fail to see how this is going to be uplifting to anybody really. You know, a woman... Uh, has breasts and she breastfeeds. That's the way God created her and she has milk for her child. And so to change all of this and gestational and non-gestational parent, I mean, I'm a mother Mm. and God created me a woman and he gave a gift of two children to me. I'm not a gestational or non-gestational parent. <laughs> and so some of this this terminology and language and even what's happening in the shops where they're slowly doing away with male and female clothing and all of those things, it can make it difficult when I'm trying to find something for my mother, for example, or for, for one of my daughters or for my daughter, I should say, or... So the situation is a difficult time that we're living in. That's how I see it. Yeah, I, I, you know, you, you're sort of, you know, smirking there because... In a sense, an initial reaction to this, it's kind of laughable, Lindy, isn't it? Ludicrous. Well, yeah, well, it is. And it would be if this is not actually, wasn't actually starting to, you know, to, to take place and, uh, 
you know, now in fairness to um, to this particular situation with the Australian National University, um, just to I guess put a bit of an envelope on this, the 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 article points out that uh, the Australian National University itself has distanced itself from the handbook. Um, now. So there's obviously a minority, Joseph, well, that are pushing some of these things. And <laughs> and it seems that, you Good know, point. I, I don't believe that we should treat anybody, no matter what their background, no matter, matter what their lifestyle, no matter how they were born or where they were born, with anything other than the way we want to be treated, with compassion, with consideration, with care. And out of some of the things that have happened in the past where people have been victimised and people have been hurt, there seems to be this massive swing back. Mm. And I don't think this is respectful even to people who are in a minority and who do have different ways about them. I think it's actually disrespectful to them as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. I think that and, – and, and really, I really appreciated how you um, – a little bit earlier stated and took us to, to, to the Word of God, Scripture, you know, right from the outset. Isn't it clear in Genesis chapter 1? And God created them, male, male and, female. and female. And um, he his original intent is that's how he intended to be. There, there, there are differences and there are there are specifically the male and the female genders that, that God created. Um, that's, that's how he intended it to be. Um, it, there's no need to... To, to be wanting to redefine it or to to, to try to yeah re, re, restructure that in any way because that's 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 certainly drifting and I guess when we drift away from God's mm-hmm. God's in, uh, ideal and and the way that God outlined things it does become at least ludicrous if not downright uh, yeah down, downright crazy well biology and science says that Babies are born either male or female, except for those very rare occasions. Yes, yeah, yeah. No. Um, and look, it would be great to hear from from, from our listeners. What, and tell us, tell us what you think about this idea of not using terms mother or father. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? And we'd love to hear from you. Um, and perhaps even particularly, how we as as Christians, you know, how should we biblically and appropriately respond to that? Love to hear from you. Text us through your your thoughts. Um, and that number that you can text us through is this one. It's o four double eight double eight o eight double one. Again, it's o four double eight double eight o eight double one. Would love to hear from you, and if you have any other comment or any any question about anything that we might share in this program, please uh, please send through your uh, th- send through your text. Well, Lindy, um, you know we've talked about mothers, and I'd like to um, uh, to play a, a beautiful song uh, written about mothers and, and about motherhood. This is a song called "Loom," sung by Melissa Otto. Child, my little love. 
FaithFM anytime, anywhere with the free FaithFM app. Available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store. Welcome back. You're listening to FaithFM Drive Time Big Q&A with Joseph Matichich and Lindy Sparing. Uh, Lindy is the prayer coordinator for the Adventist Church in South Australia as well as a speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministries. All this week we are looking at the topic of steps to spiritual revival. But today in particular, we want to ask the question, how are spiritual problems solvable? Lindy, I want to put this to you right from the beginning. Many people who become Christians, they start off quite well. They uh, they begin with a fair bit of fervor and, um, and, and are really quite on fire, and their faith seems to be strong, but... Uh, as we know, m- many don't continue in their commitment to Christ. Now, the fact is, we, we all face challenges, uh, issues come up, uh, problems that we, we have to encounter. So h- how do we actually deal with that? Is there some way to keep growing as a Christian? You made me think of that parable, Joseph, where the seed is thrown to the ground and, and some really gets the roots down and others is on the surface and gets burnt up when it gets hot. And I think that's what happens for Christians sometimes. Sometimes they really are converted fully and strongly and have a great support network around and others it doesn't go as deep in them and they may not have – because I think we have to recognize that when we commit our lives to God and we're baptized that the enemy tries to attack us. And he will try to attack us wherever he sees our weaknesses or where we're challenged. And and so what can we do to keep growing as a Christian is a very good question. And are our spiritual problems and issues, are they solvable? I believe they are when we turn to the Word and see what God says. Yeah, yeah. And so today we want to really uh, address that topic, don't we? Um, I want us to to, to notice, uh, yeah, how is it that we can uh, overcome our problems? How, what what's the secret to it? And uh, and and how we 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 can we can we can grow. Uh, Grow, grow as a Christian. Um, you you referred there, Lindy, to um, that that passage about the seed. You know, going into the the, the, the different soil types, didn't you? Yes. Um, and so Jesus Jesus told that parable, the parable of the sower, to to explain that there are going to be 
d- different responses, I guess. And it was the fourth and the final one that had the, the, the good soil, the good soil of the heart, um, that uh, led to the the seed uh, growing, not just not just growing, but but developing and, and producing a, a great fruit and, and, and a harvest. That's right. And um, how is it that that can be developed? You know, is it possible to have uh, a, a heart that is that that is uh, a heart of a good soil for for God's seed to grow and for us to to really grow and develop in faith in Christ? I believe it is, and I believe we find all those answers in the Word, like in John fifteen four, abide in me, and I in you. It's interesting. Abide in me. Uh, that, that there in John fifteen, Linda, that that actually comes from um, another. Can we say another gardening, another farming, another 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 agricultural um, analogy that Jesus Jesus used, where he talked about the. The vine and the branches, wasn't it? Well, I think Jesus liked to use terminologies and stories and parables that the people would understand. And many of them were living very close to the farming communities, those that lived outside of the cities and towns, and and he used those illustrations. So they could relate to that, absolutely. As as he was speaking, uh, it, 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 it just really resonated with them yet the interesting thing is Linda even even in our time clearly we we still get those illustrations that that, that and that's the power of of I guess of Jesus teachings and the analogies the the illustrations that Jesus used they still speak to us today D- despite all the modern technology that we have we still understand that uh, a plant uh, in order to grow, has to have its roots in the ground. It needs to be fed. It needs to be watered, and um, and then that that from that plant branches will grow. That's right. Um, and and fruit will be pr- produced. We know that um, e- even in our day, don't we? We do. Um, and so that's the beauty of it. Sorry, I'm yeah. No, that that's um, true. And I was just reflecting that my husband and I went for a drive on the weekend, and we're driving past a lot of paddocks that were being cleared, ready for seed to be planted for another year of harvest, and. It's it's so true. We can relate to that because we all need food. We all need to eat. And That's, we, we can understand that. Yeah. So Jesus says, "Abide in me, and uh, and and I in you. Abide in me." Another version I think says, "Remain in me, as the vine, as the branches are connected to the vine, so you can you you can you can remain and, and grow grow in me." Um, how then? So how then do we do we do we abide in Him? Uh, the, the the first thing that you're identifying there, Lindy, is that by us maintaining a connection with Jesus, yes, um, we 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 will grow. Just like a branch, when it's connected to uh, to to the trunk to to the stem, it it will grow. The moment you cut it, cut it off, it will it will wither and dry. It will wither and and dry and dry and die. So how can we grow to be happy and strong Christians? That is probably the question that we want to talk about today. Do we want to be, and when I say happy, I mean joy, God's joy, not just transient happiness uh, fulfilled by worldly things. I'm talking about deep joy and happiness and how can the Holy Spirit fill our lives. There's some of the things that we're going to talk about. Mm, okay. So do you want us to um, to look into that a little bit further now? Yes, I think that we should. You know, in in John fifteen eleven, it says, "These things I have spoken to you, and this is Jesus speaking, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full." 
So God sends his messages to us, Joseph, so that we can know how to have joy in him. And for those of us who have been baptized and and at some point may have wandered away, there may be this deep yearning, how do I come back? Mm. What is it I need to do to be have that joy, to have that happiness, to have my spiritual issues changed? Yeah. That yeah. transformation in our lives. And so... I think that we do want to be happy. In Matthew 6, 33, it says this, Seek ye first. What What are we seeking first? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, whatever's going on in our lives, and we can be distracted by problems in the family, work issues, economic issues, be disturbed by the news, be anxious and worried about things. But the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. What are those other things? And I believe that is the peace and the joy and the fruits when we put God first yes. in everything. Yes. Yeah. Now think about Peter the Apostle. He had some spiritual problems, didn't he? I've always imagined him as a big, strong fisherman and quite outspoken, strong personality. And we see that as he walked along the path with Jesus before Jesus went to the cross. We also see him boasting that I'll never, I'll never leave you, Lord, and I'll never forsake you. I'll never deny you. And yet he did three mm. times. And sometimes we can do that as well. But the transformation in him before and after when he realized that he couldn't do it all in his own boisterous strength, even though he was probably a big man having to haul in the fishing nets and yes. the work that he did, he realized his great need. And when he realized his great need and when he was, he went through a great disappointment really, didn't he? Yeah. They were thinking Jesus would set up a kingdom here on earth and they didn't fully understand. But afterwards, Peter, the apostle, he would speak with words that convicted hundreds of people, even thousands of people to to repent and to turn back to the Lord. That amazing transformation. Yes, yes. And that, and what 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 led to that, I guess, was was the events of seeing seeing what happened with his with his Lord and Savior. That's right. And um, and then subsequent to that, um, you know, we we know as as the Book of Acts tells us, the Holy Spirit came down and and empowered those those disciples, including Peter. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me just tell you a little story about a, a Christian called Ron. He was raised in a very legalistic Christian home, and it led him to turn to the demon powers of drugs and alcohol. And years of his young life were sacrificed. And we may know people like that, or we may have been through that experience ourselves. It was years before he surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And it was written in a book by Gary F. Williams. He wrote a book called Welcome Holy Spirit Devotional. And he talks about one Sabbath afternoon sitting in front of the fire while Ron's playing the guitar and singing just quietly playing and singing beautiful Christian songs. And there was such evidence that Ron had certainly been transformed and changed. And I think sometimes we're comfortable too and we don't want to change. We don't want to change or we can't change without help, without prayer and without God. And so he's a transforming God who does just so much in our lives. Mm. As I as I look in this um, this amazing book, by Helmut Horbel, Steps to Personal Revival. And I've read it a few times. I can see that as you start to understand these principles, 
these values and, and a deeper understanding of what God wants to do in our lives, it's up to him, that work that he does in us. Morris Vendon's another writer who says, if you haven't discovered the necessity of daily conversion, it can be a major breakthrough in your life. So mm. again, we come back to this, what we do every day. You know, We need to eat, we need to breathe, we need to drink. We also need to connect to the source of power. That's really important point that you raised there, uh, Lindy. I think I think that's really worth stressing there that uh, we need to keep daily. I think that the key there is daily to to, to keep feeding uh, in the in the physical sense. That that's very much the case. It's yes. it's only as we daily uh, eat and drink that that we physically maintain our lives, and um, clearly in a spiritual sense. Uh, as we feed ourselves in, in the spiritual sense, what's it referring to? Well, uh, feeding ourselves spiritually is by uh, uh, take, spending time in God's word. Right. Uh, God's word is called our food. Um, man does not live by bread alone, Jesus said, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And, and there's other uh, places where the word of God is referred to as our food or as our meat or as our, as our nourishment. Um, and so that, yeah, you're stressing there that it's daily that we need to take that nourishment. And, um, our question, how do we, how do we, you know, is it possible to overcome our problems and grow? Well, it is by, by feeding. And the opening analogy that we used about growing and a plant, it, a plant doesn't just automatically grow. It needs to be connected to the source, to the root and to be, to be nurtured and watered. And so Absolutely. we need to get that, um, uh, that spiritual, spiritual nourishment, um, that comes through God's word. And through his spirit that, that's in us. Absolutely. And also reflect too, Joseph, that a lot of disease today has been put down to when they really investigate, it's put down to a lack of the right nutrients for our body. If our body's getting the right nutrients, it can more easily resist disease. And I, I compare it to our spiritual walk as well. If we're getting the right infilling if you like okay okay we're getting the right infilling we're going to be healthier spiritually we'll be able to resist temptation more yes we actually are changed in some ways and i think it's it's in one of dennis smith's books the 10 days books which helped inspire this steps to personal revival book that he says when one is in right relationship with god through the infilling of the spirit Obedience springs naturally and spontaneously from the heart without hardly ever thinking about it. Temptations to disobey will come. However, they will be very much weakened in influence by the strong desire God has placed in our heart to obey. And I think that is so amazing because Mm. we are all assailed by temptation. But here's God showing us that when we... Surrender our egos, if you like, daily deny our egos and submit gladly and willing to Jesus every day. We will survive and, and get through the temptation so much more easily. They won't have the same effect on us. So, you know, again, there's that word, I think, Lindy, that, you, that you're highlighting daily. 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 Yes. And, uh, and in, in context of what we're talking about here, daily, daily, you're saying surrender to Christ. Yes. Uh, and 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 daily, I guess seek, seek his his infilling. Um, Lindy, if if I was to ask you, um, when we talk, when we say you know, daily surrender to Christ, that that can be a little bit of a 
uh, can I say, a, a bit of a, a almost a Christian in-house kind of an expression. What, how, how could you explain that in a in a sort of a, a, a real simple, practical way? Well, last week I was asked, you know, what, when do you get up and have your time with the Lord? And I said six o'clock, but that's on the days that I work, if you like. Yes. On the other days I might get up a little bit later, but I've always made it a practice that the very first thing I do after a couple of glasses of water is go straight to my prayer room, my study, and spend time with the Lord. And I think it's not only just what we do in the, for some people getting up early might be too difficult, but a time every day is so important. In fact, when you look at the daily sacrifices in the Old Testament, they had a morning and an evening. That's right. And so I've come to appreciate and understand with my walk with the Lord, and I'm still putting this more in place as I grow with Him, to not only have that time in the morning, but to have a special time in the evening as well, twice mm. a day, where you come to the Lord and you plug into the source of power because you want to be, we want to overcome, mm. we want to have victory over sin, we want to have our spiritual problems solved, and they are solvable, but not in our own strength. It says in Second Corinthians 4 verse 16, Joseph, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, I don't know about you, Joseph, but as we get older, we start to see things not as um, healthy as they used okay. to be. Um, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The inward man is being renewed day by day. Okay, so again, there's the emphasis on, on daily, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and, and we need that. I also reflect on John Wesley Joseph. He grew up, you know, his mother Susanna taught all the children and there were a lot of children. I think she gave birth to 18 or 19 children. They Goodness. didn't all survive. Mm. Of course, John and Charles did and other children survived. And they grew up very – everything was regimented. If you had that many children, you would have had to have everything re- – now's the time for this, now's the time for that and to fit in the home together. And so John was – sort of accused of, of a method of his Christian behavior. And that's where the term Methodist came from and started the church. And so he was very much methodical in everything. And yet it was when he came to understand his great need of the Holy Spirit that everything changed for him. And his, his testimony, his preaching, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. It transformed England. It transformed the world in a way. There was a great revival yeah, through yeah. John and Charles Wesley and the, copious amount of hymns that were written, yes. the preaching that was done, the lives that were transformed and families changed. Just an amazing, amazing thing. And so he went from this method. So I suppose what I'm saying is we can get up every day and we can say, I'm going to spend time with the Lord now and I'll spend my time later. It has to be a genuine wanting to be with the Lord, okay. a genuine desire deep in our hearts. If we don't have that, don't despair. Ask God to give it. That, to us, that that, that desire and the, that yeah, desire yeah. for that daily transformation. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that, that's really really good. So it's not a matter you're saying of it um, just going through the motions, if you like, of of, of having that t- time with God, but actually uh, connecting with Him in a way where we're, we're, we're wanting to, we're looking forward to it, we're desiring, and where it's where it's actually. I guess nurturing us and and and, um, and and really really filling us absolutely strengthening us. There's a beautiful song. I'm deep in love with you, Abba Father, and 
it might seem strange sometimes in our early walk, but we want to love God more than anything else. You know, in that song, I'm deep in love with you, Abba Father, and I just feel such, you know, wanting to be with you. I think, I think if that's our response, then the Holy Spirit is working in our lives because he reflects a, a character of Christ in our lives and he draws us closer to the truth and to Christ so that we love him so much more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really, really good. Now, look, thank you, Lindy. Um, uh, let's just take a bit of a break, Lindy, and uh, we'll continue. We'll, we'll come come back to this topic. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, love to hear from you out there. If you have any comment that you want to make or, or, or share anything, and uh, thank you. We, we had... Um, Someone just a little bit earlier um, sent us a message through um, in response to our earlier discussion, actually, about um, the term mother and father not being used. And uh, thank you for sending your message in. And uh, essentially, uh, the person there shared with us that uh, they, they, they don't uh, agree with those terms uh, being done away with or, or being being replaced. So, yeah, thank you for, for sending that in. We, uh, yeah, your comment there was, I disagree with doing away the terms mother and father. The traditional family model is under threat now more than ever before. It must be upheld. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to totally agree with that. That's, that's, that's a really, really good comment. Thank you for sending that in to us. And if you have any comment you want to make about uh, this topic that we're looking at, uh, how can we grow? How can spir- spiritual problems be solved? And uh, in listening to what uh, Lindy is sharing with us uh, today, uh, if there's something that you want to ask, please text us through on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. That number again is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Uh, but let's enjoy a bit of music uh, now. This is uh, Daryl Sawyer singing Morning Prayer.
to Faith FM anytime, anywhere with the free Faith FM app available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM. This is Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Joseph Matichic. And today our co-host is Lindy Sperring. Uh, Lindy is the pre-ministries coordinator for the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia as well as a speaker for uh, Spirit Baptism Ministries. Uh, Lindy, just before the break, uh, you were sharing some insights from uh, from this book called Steps to Personal Revival. That's right. Uh, as as our listeners are you know, following us as we're sharing uh, from this book, and um, you, you've been covering it in last week and, and continuing on this week, it, it's prob- possible that some of them are, are interested in, in, in getting that book. I mean, we're, we're just sharing snippets and drawing out some, some quotes. Uh, can you let our listeners know if there's any way in which they can get a copy of this book? Is, is, is it available? Are there any ways that uh, peace, people can um, uh, get this, this, this book? Absolutely. Helmut Horbel's a German pastor, and he wrote this book a few years back, and he's written some successive books. But you can go on to, onto Google, onto the internet, steps-to-personal-revival.info, or just type in Steps to Personal Revival, and you'll see it come up as a website.info. And you scroll down and you can download the ebook for yourself. It's an orange cover with hands in a prayer position and white writing. So steps to personalrevival.info and you can download the ebook. And of course, Lindy, if uh, any of your listeners just want to simply uh, text us through uh, here at Faith FM, they certainly can. Yeah. And uh, we can. Uh, we can get that 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 website to them, can't we? Uh, our number again um, is o four double eight double eight o eight Double one. Uh, if you'd like that uh, to to get a copy of of, of that book, and, and, and Lindy, it sounds like it's available electronically. Yes, uh, which uh, makes it really really convenient. Um, Steps to personal revival. And do you want to just tell us how the author's name is spelt? It's uh, yeah, slightly unique. Helmut H E L M U T and Horbeil H A U B E I L. He's German. He's a German pastor. And he was impacted by Dennis Smith's Spirit Baptism Ministries and was led to write this book. And thousands and thousands of copies have gone across the world. Wow! Yeah, so that's that's great. That's great. Thank you, Lindy, uh, for that. Let let let's continue what we're looking at here uh, today, as we as we're particularly been asking the question: How are spiritual problems solvable? And uh, uh, so far, we, what we've looked at is uh, many Christians start out well in their spiritual walk, uh, but then as challenges, as problems come along the way, they perhaps get discouraged, or or their, their faith will weaken, or whatever else. And uh, we we've made the point that just as a branch. 
has to be connected to the vine in order to keep on growing. So we have to maintain daily this connection. Just as we feed ourselves physically daily, so we need to feed ourselves spiritually on God's word and, and seek him in prayer. Is that right? And, um, yes. and that, that's, that's why it's so important what we're talking about here. Yes, and I think it's a good idea for us to look at Ephesians 5.18, Joseph. Okay. Yeah, would, are you able to read that one for us, Lindy? Yes, Ephesians 5.18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And this is not just good advice, Joseph. Mm, mm. This is a command, a divine command from God. He wants us and expects us to live with the Holy Spirit. The Greek expert says that this text says more precisely, and here Helmut Horbel is quoting Johann's major, let yourselves be consistently and continually filled anew with the ghost. We sometimes refer to the Holy Spirit yeah, sure. as the Holy Ghost. Okay, that's interesting, Lindy. So in the original language, really, uh, what it's saying here, that Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Spirit, is not a one-off reference. It's very it, interesting, isn't it, Joseph? Because when we get baptized with water, we normally only do that once. We yeah. may get rebaptized. Yes. But here we are saying this sort of baptism or filling, if you like, needs to happen more often, it needs to happen every day. So you're saying this is not a one-time experience. That's true. <laughs> and I didn't understand that in my early walk with the Lord. I just thought we got baptized, we were filled with the Spirit or some measure of the Spirit. Yes. And then we had to keep striving as hard as we could to be the Christian God wanted us to be. But baptism with the Holy Spirit means to be completely under the influence of the Holy Spirit, under the Holy Ghost, to be completely filled by him. And it isn't a one-time experience, but rather something that has to be continually repeated. That tense, that word, that Greek verb filled is not just a once-of, it means to continually be filled. Yeah, that, that is really, really interesting. Um, and 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 that that is getting now to the core of of what our 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 question is wrestling with today, isn't it? That's true. That's true. How we can solve our, our spiritual problems? It's only by a daily, uh, daily getting that infilling of the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? Obviously, by maintaining that connection uh, through through prayer and through through the study through study of the Word. That, that's really insightful. Thank you, thank you, Lindy. Um, some if, some years ago, Joseph, I was at a a women's retreat or a women's conference. And one of the ladies was saying that she just kept praying every day, more spirit, Lord, give me more of your spirit. Right. And I started to pray that too when I've, I talked last week about having a bit of an experience where, you know, I fell on my knees and I was really mindful of the Holy Spirit's presence and, and of my unworthiness. And I think as we, as we come to understand our great need, then we want to surrender more of ourselves. If we still think that we're quite self-sufficient and doing all right, we're often not. We're like a branch that's, that needs culling off a tree, hmm. it needs trimming, it needs, needs to be cut away so that the tree can continually grow healthily. Now, Lindy, the question then that begs itself, why do we need this regular infilling? Why do we need this regular infilling? What, 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 what does that imply? 
I think about the fact that God created humankind, mankind, male and female, he created them, and he not only creates them, but he sustains them. There is so much evidence to show that if our world was moved half a degree one way, we would all freeze to death, half a degree the other way, we'd all burn to death. And I think we have to recognize that not only does God create us, he sustains us. Ah. So we're living in this world where it's a battlefield and the enemy is attacking us because he wants us on his side. Yeah. And so the way that we stay on God's side, I suppose, yes, yes. is by being connected to him yeah. every single day. Yeah. In fact, really, moment by moment. Mm, mm. That that reminds me um, of that famous quote by D.L. Moody, uh, Lindy, and, it, and it's it's here in this book, isn't it? Yes, it um, is. Here on page fifty six, who, who and uh, D.L. Moody, uh, famous preacher of yesteryear, he said, "Many think that because they were filled once, that they are filled forever." Oh, my friend, we are porous vessels. Yeah. Interesting. It is necessary for us to constantly remain under the fountain in order to be full. Those are amazing words, like this porous vessel. What does that mean? That we leak, that we leak the spirit. And it it sounds funny, really, but I've used an illustration once at a woman's retreat holding up a bottle with holes in it and water being poured in and, and, and it's coming away. The bottle's being emptied continually. So we are porous vessels and we need to continue, continually surrender to the Holy Spirit. And in Dennis Smith's books, he calls it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in Helmut Horbel, he uses those terms, but he also uses being filled daily mm. with the Holy Spirit. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. We, we are leaking or porous vessels. Uh, you know, when challenges come, when problems come, yeah, that, that they 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 sap sap, uh, sap us uh, of our vitality of our energy, and we need a we need a replenishing. Absolutely, you think about some of the great evangelists across the world that even like Billy Graham and others, they weren't able to be great evangelists in their own strength. They needed to be praying regularly. And many, many evangelists and many people of God have testified that they had to spend time in prayer each and every day. And in fact, when they didn't, their ministry started to wane and they noticed, you know, there was evidence to show. And I think we're going to be talking about that tomorrow a little bit about what evidence Mm. can be shown Mm. that we are being continually filled So, you know, just like we received our physical lives at birth, our life is maintained by eating, and I enjoy eating. I don't know about you, Joseph. Yes. Uh, Drinking, drinking good drinks, water, and perhaps some juice, exercising, sleeping. Otherwise, we wouldn't live very long. We, We know that to be true. We've discovered all those health laws. But the same laws apply to our spiritual lives as to our physical lives. We receive new life through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit, when we surrendered ourselves to Christ. But our spiritual life is maintained through the Holy Spirit, prayer, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's really powerful. Thank you, Lindy. Look, you know, we, we need to conclude. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, just to draw, to draw it all to a close, and I'll ask you in a moment if you can pray, but, you know, what's striking me here is this, this emphasis on the Holy Spirit shows us that we, we, we need 
obviously Jesus' death on the cross for us, yes, and then we obviously need his spirit to, to do his work in us. And uh, there's a very powerful passage here that, that says um, uh, in, in, in this book that we're sharing from, the spirit was given to be as a regenerating agent, and without this, the sacrifice of Christ would have been of no avail. Absolutely. And so it's the, it's the work of the Holy Spirit uh, that makes effective Christ's sacrifice on the cross for us. Yes, yes. And when we understand that, Joseph, our lives are so different. Yeah. Hey, look, that's a, that's a great point at which to finish on. Lindy, would you mind praying for our listeners, uh, specifically as far as what we've covered today? Thank you. Heavenly Father, you are awesome and worthy of our praise, Lord. And as we consider all the scriptures in the Bible that reveal to us so much about yourself, Lord, we just want to draw closer to you. We recognize our weakness and our unworthiness. And I pray, Father, that each one of us will sincerely want to seek you in a more purposeful, in a more drawn-to-you way. I pray that each one of us that is listening, Father, will make a commitment to spend more time with you each and every day, just like we breathe, just like we eat, just like we walk, that we will want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And I pray this in the name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus who made all this possible through his life, death and sacrifice. It's in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today uh, on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when William Awala will be here with Lindy to discuss the question, how can my life change? Hope you can join us then. But until then, please remember what Christ said when he said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you.